Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Is it enough to merely practice perfection? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. This week we are looking at an article that is found in the February 2022 edition of the Liahona Magazine. This is a magazine that is put out for the adult members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This article was titled, Practicing Perfection, and it was written by the primary general president, a woman by the name of Camille N. Johnson. And she starts off by saying how she, for the last 30-plus years, has been practicing law. I think there is a reason they refer to it as the practice of law. And she's going to use that word practice as a means to express to her readers that is, I guess, as long as you're doing your best, that's enough. You're just practicing. But you know, when I I think about this practicing aspect, Eric, I think of a a six-year-old swinging a bat in t-ball. And you know, they're practicing to hit the ball off of that stick. And how many times do they miss? They miss over and over again. Maybe they'll hit the stick once in a while, but that's not really the goal. The goal is to hit the ball. And so when she uses this word practicing in this context, I think she's really equivocating on that word. It becomes very vague. What does that really mean? And I don't know if this article really helps if what other leaders have said about perfection is true. And we've read a number of those citations, and we're going to do so again today. But she talks about how, as a lawyer, she believes the service she's provided to her clients was not only satisfactory, but also of value. I was practicing law with an eye toward changing, improving, and perfecting. My efforts, though imperfect, were sufficient because I was practicing. Well, that may work in her eyes, in a mortal context, but what do you do when you're standing before an all-holy God? And as we have been emphasizing in this series, LDS Scripture in the Doctrine and Covenants, section 1, verse 31, makes it very clear that their God does not look upon sin with the least degree of allowance. Now, I would counter that by saying, my God does not look upon sin with the least degree of allowance. That tells us we have a sin dilemma. So how do we get rid of that sin dilemma? How do we get our sins forgiven? And this is where the tradition of Mormonism and the Christian tradition go in different directions. We haven't mentioned Spencer Kimball up until this point, and we're, we're going to have to go to Spencer Kimball because he was so clear on a lot of this. And he was kind of the go-to guy when it came to what is necessary for a Latter-day Saint to do in order to receive forgiveness. In the book, The Teachings of Spencer W. Kimball, and this is found on page 26, it says, I would emphasize that the teachings of Christ that we should become perfect were not mere rhetoric. He meant literally that it is the right of mankind to become like the Father and like the Son, 
having overcome human weaknesses and developed attributes of divinity. This is why I have a problem with some of the things that Ms. Johnson is saying in this piece. She's given us the impression that as long as you're trying and you're getting a little bit better than you were, that that's okay. You're practicing. Kimball gives the impression that you need to be able to successfully accomplish what is expected of you if you are a member of the LDS Church. You must overcome your human weaknesses and develop attributes of divinity. But in his book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, he cites what I call the parable of the officer and the soldier. We have not given that parable in quite a while, and I think it's good to revisit what Kimball had to say in that story and ask yourself, is what Kimball is teaching in this parable what we get from what Camille Johnson is saying in her article, Practicing Perfection? I like to say that Spencer W. Kimball is Nike before there ever was a Nike, because what does Nike say? Just do it. And that was the message that Spencer Kimball gave. In chapter 12, he titles it Abandonment of Sin, and he cites Doctrine and Covenants, section 58, verse 43. By this ye may know if a man repenteth of his sins. Behold, he will confess them and forsake them. And he uses that word forsake and says, true repentance prods one to action. So on page 164 at the very top, he said, one must not be surprised that effort is required and not merely desire. We're talking before, Bill, this week that uh, some Latter-day Saint leaders say, as long as you have desire. Spencer Kimball said, it wasn't just the desire. It's great you want to do the right thing, and you want to keep the commandments, but it's another to keep them. And so he tells the story under a section called trying is not sufficient. And this is what the section says. Nor is repentance complete when one merely tries to abandon sin. To try with the weakness of attitude and effort is to assure failure in the face of Satan's strong counteracting efforts. What is needed is resolute action. A story will perhaps illustrate this. An army officer called a soldier to him and ordered him to take a message to another officer. The soldier saluted and said, I'll try, sir. I'll try. To this the officer responded, I don't want you to try. I want you to deliver this message. The soldier, somewhat embarrassed, now replied, I'll do the best I can, sir. At this, the officer, now disgusted, rejoined with some vigor, I don't want you to try, and I don't want you to do the best you can. I want you to deliver this message. Now the young soldier, straightening to his full height, approached the matter magnificently as he thought when he saluted again and said, I'll do it or die, sir. To this, the now irate officer responded, I don't want you to die, and I don't want you to merely do the best you can, and I don't want you to try. Now, the request is a reasonable one. The message is important. The distance is not far. You are able-bodied. You can do what I have ordered. Now, get out of here and accomplish your mission. And then, listen, Bill, what he says after this. He says, it is normal for children to try. They fall and get up numerous times before they can be certain of their footing. But adults who have gone through these learning periods must determine what they will do, then proceed to do it. To try is weak. To do the best I can is not strong. We must always do better than we can. 
Doesn't that seem to go right along with what the Book of Mormon teaches in 1 Nephi 3.7? 1 Nephi 3.7 says this, For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. It sounds like this parable ties in with 1 Nephi 3.7 in the Book of Mormon. No Latter-day Saint has an excuse as to why they did not do what they feel God is telling them to do. Camille Johnson can use the clever word of practice as if we don't really have to do it perfectly, but it seems from what Kimball is saying, using this parable of the officer and the soldier, that every Latter-day Saint has within them to do exactly what 1 Nephi 3.7 says, and that is to keep the commandments that God has given them. You have to do them. And when you mention repentance, and that's really the context of what launches Kimball into that story, it's abandoning your sin. That is a part of repentance according to Latter-day Saint theology. Now, I give them credit for wanting to do that, I would hope that we as Christians, when we look at our doctrine of repentance, that we have a desire not to want to sin. And certainly we as Christians have hopefully made a lot of course corrections over our life. But what it sounds like Kimball is saying is you need to be 100% successful in all of these areas, in every commandment that God has given you. And I don't think any rational person who understands the fallenness of human beings is going to make that kind of a statement. Therein lies the problem. Is what Camille Johnson telling her readers what Spencer Kimball was telling his readers? Does LDS theology emphasize a works righteousness? Absolutely. Absolutely. Bill, I think it's important for us to understand whether or not you like Spencer W. Kimball, whether or not you like the miracle of forgiveness if you're a Latter-day Saint, he does take the Scripture and interpret them the way that I think they are meant. And I don't see how you can go against DNC 5843. We actually have a website. This is one of my favorite tactics to use on the street. I've handed out over 1,200 copies of the Miracle of Forgiveness. But you can go to themiracleofforgiveness.com and you can read more about it. But I want to read one more quote from Spencer W. Kimball, page 246, because again, he is Nike. Just do it. It's possible. How many Latter-day Saints have told us that they're trying and doing their best, and Spencer Kimball says it's not enough, but listen to what he says on page 246. Exaltation is available only to righteous members in the Church of Jesus Christ, only to those who accept the gospel, only to those who have their endowments in holy temples of God and have been sealed for eternity, and who then continue to live righteously throughout their lives. See, all these Latter-day Saints that I talk to, well, I've been through the temple. I've, I've done all these things. He says, no, you have to live righteously and not just try and not just do your best. And then he says this, numerous members of the church will be disappointed. All will fail of these blessings who fail to live worthy lives, even though the temple ordinances have been done for them. And that is an ouch statement for many Latter-day Saints, because here he's telling them, regardless of all your past, your future is you have to keep the commandments, how many of them? All of them. I think Spencer Kimball is right. I think he's interpreting the unique standard works accurately.
Since we've been quoting Kimball, let me just end the show with this one. And this is taken out of Teachings of Presidents of the Church, Spencer W. Kimball. This book came out in 2006, and I'm citing from page 8. Now, what makes this book even, I guess you could say, more important than even the miracle of forgiveness, even though LDS leaders in General Conference encourage members to read that book and to study it, this was a manual that is correlated by the First Presidency. In other words, it's been vetted, and it's supposed to contain what Latter-day Saints are to believe is truth. This is what it says on page 8. There are many members of the Church who are lax and careless and who continually procrastinate. They live the gospel casually, but not devoutly. They have complied with some requirements, but are not valiant. They do no major crime, but merely fail to do the things required. Things like paying tithing, living the word of wisdom, having family prayers, fasting, attending meetings, serving. It sounds like he's listing a bunch of the commandments that are necessary for Latter-day Saints to follow. And certainly he knows the list goes much beyond just those few examples. Just read page 25 in his book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, and he'll give you a whole page of things that Latter-day Saints should not be doing. That's why I wonder, is what Camille Johnson is saying in her article fit what Kimball, and not just Kimball, but other leaders in the LDS Church have said when it comes to this idea of perfection? Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.